People of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church, whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the very first time. We welcome you. It is a delight to be worshiping alongside you this day. Friends, I invite you to please log into our congregational meeting that is happening today at 11.30 a.m. The Zoom link for that meeting was included in the email you should have received last night. This meeting will include a review of the 2021 budget that's been approved by your session, as well as the necessary congregational approval for pastoral terms of call. So please join us again today, right after worship at 11.30 this morning. Our organist today was supposed to be Justin Hartz, as it's mentioned in your bulletin, but Justin is quite sick in the hospital, and so we will keep Justin in our prayers, but give thanks that Nancy Powers was willing to accompany us on the piano for worship today. So thank, thank you, Nancy, for being here. Today we are delighted to welcome new members in worship. Assuming our technology works as it should, the session welcomed them on your behalf last Sunday and they will be presented in worship later today. I regret that their uh, bios are not included in your worship materials today. That was an oversight on my part, but we will make sure that they are included in the bulletin next week so you can get to know them a little bit more. Friends, welcome to worship. Let us worship God together. Friends, please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord with whole hearts. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Glory be to the one whose wonders are to be remembered. The works of God's hands are faithful and just, established forever and ever. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Holy and awesome is God's name. Come, let us give thanks to God. God's praise endures forever. Let us worship God together. God who pardons, heals, and strengthens all who repent, calls us to name our failings and our hopes. So together, let us confess our sin in the presence of God. You have shown us, O oh God, what it means to follow you. Forgive us when we fail. Open our hearts and minds to your teachings. You modeled compassion in the person of Jesus Christ, but we do not extend kindness to strangers or friends. You challenge systems of injustice through the movement of your spirit, but we keep choosing comfort over justice, the status quo over the kingdom of God. You create all things good, and your creation sings your praise, but we consider no creatures but ourselves and wound your earth by our sin. Forgive us, O God. Pour your compassion on us this day, and by your forgiveness, show us how to share it with one another. 
The God who made you and knows your every thought hears you now and forgives all your sin. You have been redeemed through Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Savior, who is the Alpha and Omega all in all. Together, let us proclaim this good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. friends. It is great to see you again. I have my bag with me today, and I'm wondering if you know what this is. Let's see if you can see it. Can you see it from that far away? This is a picture. It's a picture. I mean, I don't know if you can see me. I'm all the way over here. It might be a little too small, but that's a picture of me with all my friends. This picture was taken in Richmond, which is kind of far away, but that's where I used to live before I moved here to Morrisville and to Yardley. And when I was in Richmond, this picture was taken with my friends. But when I moved, I moved to this church and I became friends with you and with Molly and with Pastor Rachel because you all were so kind and welcoming and you became friends with me. In the Bible, they talk a lot about hospitality. There's a lot of people who move from town to town or become uh, new in a community or new in a family. And the Bible tells us that we are supposed to be hospitable to those people. It's another way of saying that you welcome people or you're kind to people who are new to your community or your church or your friends or your family. And so today, we have another opportunity to make new friends. We have an opportunity to be more hospitable. Just like I have friends here when I was in Richmond, and you were kind and welcoming to me when I came here, we have new members that are going to join us in our church today. And I'm hoping that you can be just as kind and welcoming and hospitable to them and their family as much as you were to me. Do you think you can do that? Okay, great. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for our new friends. And we pray that you help us welcome them and make them feel at home at MPC. Amen. Till next time, young friends. As we prepare our hearts to hear God's word, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, 
fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The work of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray together again. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight this day. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Thomas Parker reminds us that as human creatures, we are born to wonder, to love, and to praise. We are born for other things as well, of course, he goes on. We work, we speak, we create, we make and keep covenants together. All of these things are found in all human communities we know about, and they take central place in our lives as well. But wonder, love, and praise seem different somehow. They are expressions of our deepest being, our deepest longing. No matter what happens to us or what we achieve, they point us to something greater. Something better that surrounds our lives and makes us glad. In our psalm today, we begin with praise. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord is a translation of the Hebrew hallelujah. But as Ann Apple is quick to point out, a simple hallelujah, it is not. 
No, here in this 111th psalm, the psalmist sings praise that rises from the inner seat of courage and passion, of appetites and emotions, praise uttered deep from the heart, a praise so pure, so deep, it's like a reflex we don't even have control over. We just praise. I imagine you've had your own moments of this not-so-simple, sacred hallelujah. Driving around a bend on a road, only to find a sunset before you, the likes of which God alone could create. A gasp as you inhale. My God, what a sight flows naturally out of you. Or sitting in the pews when we're together, listening to children sing at the top of their lungs, I am the church, you are the church, and they sing with reckless abandon and joy before the Lord, and your mind cannot help but remember taking vows at their baptism. Your soul cannot help but cry out, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, my God, what a sight. Lost in wonder at the sacred moments of this life, we are opened up to praise the Lord. To praise the Lord, the divine source of all things, when we are suddenly aware of a wider reality that surrounds us, we find ourselves, like the old hymn reminds us, lost in wonder, love, and praise. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. This entire psalm celebrates the wonder we know in God's majesty, the love we know in God's grace and mercy, the praise we cannot help but respond with as we take it all in. And I know I know your lives have just been full of praise these days, right? Gosh, I mean, you've been overwhelmed by opportunities of unstoppable joy, filled with a desperate need, a desperate need like a reflex just to praise and give thanks, right? Right? These have been your days. Life is great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a file folder on my computer labeled coronavirus. And within it lies everything that has transpired in our church during this season of global pandemic. When I originally created the folder, I expected it would contain notes from task force meetings, worship materials to get us through Lent, and because I wasn't particularly optimistic that this pandemic would pass quickly, I organized my coronavirus worship spreadsheet in such a way that it contained information needed to get us through Easter and even Pentecost. Little did I know Little did any of us know that almost a year later, I would still be saving files in that same folder. 
Little did I know that my worship plans spreadsheet to get us through Pentecost would eventually contain an entire year of the liturgical calendar. To be honest, I am filled with grief as I look through this folder. Grief that we have been unable to gather normally for the past year. Grief that was within this folder, I see names of people whose funerals I have conducted over Zoom or at a graveside when we should have been sitting in a packed sanctuary filled with singing and tears. Grief that so much of our shared life, baptisms, communion, fellowship, worship, committee meetings, Sunday school, it has happened over computers or behind masks or has hardly happened at all. I know I can put on a good face for you. I did acting for quite a while. I know I can put on a good face. And sometimes it genuinely is authentic. I know I can be filled with hope and excitement when I am forced to announce to all of you once again, wow, we've never done it this way before. How exciting. But the truth is, I am tired. I am weary. The fatigue is real. The grief is real. And I miss you. Praise the Lord doesn't exactly roll off my tongue as easily these days. I'm not feeling lost so much in wonder, love, and praise. I'm just feeling lost. Disconnected isolated, weary, unmoored. But, but, I would be lying to you if I told you that grief was all I felt when I wandered through this coronavirus folder on my computer. Alongside the grief, I am also filled with awe and deep gratitude, dare I say even wonder and love. Because within that same folder are an announcement asking you to consider giving money to help buy Chromebooks for Morrisville School District. And you raised $11,000. Inside that folder is an entire subfolder dedicated to staff meetings where your staff have not only prayed for you each week, but they have risen to every challenge that this season has offered. Within that folder is a brainstorming session to put together Advent starter kits, not just for children, not just for senior adults, but for the entire congregation. Inside that folder are planning notes for, for outdoor communion services, for Lent over Zoom, for Christmas Eve plans. In that folder are countless task force meeting notes, 
where incredibly faithful people have gathered on countless evenings to attend to the safety and well-being of our family of faith. And as I mentioned before, in that folder is an entire year of worship. We have not stopped worshiping. And I have no doubt, I have no doubt at all, that some of you will resonate more easily with the grief I've shared today rather than the gratitude. If you are angry or annoyed that I have even dared to mention gratitude in these days, then I am certain the grief feels more accurate to you. You might not want to call it grief at face value, but I would be willing to bet it's in there somewhere. Some of you will resonate more with the gratitude than the grief. Having found ways to cope and give thanks even in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. And still some of you will resonate deeply with both. Knowing that there are days you wake up filled, filled with wonder Love and gratitude, praise the Lord on the tip of your tongue. And then you walk downstairs to find that the dog has relieved himself all over the living room. Or the kids are yelling at each other in the next room. The chicken you were defrosting has leaked all over the fridge. Your coworker is texting asking, where are you? Because the meeting apparently started over Zoom at 8 instead of 8.30 like you put in your calendar. You sprint to get some coffee only to realize you purchased decaf instead of regular. And before you know it, wonder, love, and praise feel like a distant memory, an impossible task, and the anger and the weariness and the grief come rushing in with the speed of a freight train. I have always known, I've always known that God can hold both grief and gratitude, but this year in particular, it has been a challenging time to remember that truth. Especially when we can't be together each week, as many of you have done for years at MPC or even decades. It wasn't lost on me that in the first lines of this psalm, the psalmist proclaims, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright, in the congregation. But what about when we can't be in the congregation or with the congregation? Can praise still come? Can wonder still break in? I miss you. And I know you miss each other. I know you miss being in this place. Perhaps part of the task as the people of God is to be honest. To be honest that God can hold both grief 
and gratitude that part of the wonder of our God, part of the reason we can praise the Lord is because within the loving embrace of our God, we are fully welcomed fully loved in our grief and our gratitude, in our praising and our cursing, in our love and in our lament. All of it. All of it. All of it. God can hold. All of it God wants to hold. Praise the Lord. Perhaps the other task the psalmist calls us to as the people of God is to remember that even when we're feeling lost and full of grief, we can still get lost in wonder. We can still get lost in moments, no matter how fleeting they are, we can still get lost in moments of love. We may not feel able to shout the praise aloud, but we can still feel that praise in our bones because we know there is something greater. We know there is more goodness and greatness in this world than whatever has paralyzed us in place for the moment. Perhaps these moments of wonder or love Perhaps they appear in a phone call you weren't expecting or in a letter in your mailbox or just a moment of peace or laughter or joy even when everything around you feels like it's such a mess. A sacred hallelujah. An unexpected moment of the divine opening us up to the creator of all things, the one in whom we live and move and have our being, reminding us even for a moment that even when it's hard to see, we are a part of God's unimaginable goodness and greatness. Reminding us that we live and move and have our being in a wider reality of love than we could ever possibly explain. In the midst of chaos, friends, there can be moments of peace. In the midst of grief, we can still know joy. In the midst of uncertainty and fear, there is a sacred love that embraces us and holds us fast. And that, dear ones, is always a reason to praise. And so if you know it, I hope you will join me. Finish then thy new creation, Pure and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Changed from glory into glory 
till in heaven we take our place till we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder love and praise friends in a time of grief and in a time of praise we turn to song to prayer and to our creeds and so now let us turn to your bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith, a confession of the Presbyterian Church. Together let us state what we believe. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image, male and female, of every race and people, to live as one community. But we rebel against God. We hide from our Creator. Ignoring God's commandments, we violate the image of God in others and ourselves. Accept lies as truth. Exploit neighbor and nature and threaten death to the planet entrusted to our care. We deserve God's condemnation. Yet God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation. In everlasting love, the God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage, loving us still. God makes us heirs with Christ of the covenant, like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home. God is faithful still. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, it is our joy and delight to welcome new members among us this day in worship. Given the circumstances under which we continue to worship, these members were officially welcomed by our session over Zoom on January 24th, 2021. But we look forward to introducing them to all of you in worship today. New members, as your name is called, we invite you to wave to folks at home to place a face with a name. Nancy? On behalf of the session, it is my privilege to present David Hoff, 
Christopher Bannister, Catherine Jervis, Jim Lytle, and Christy Stevenson, who have been received into the membership of this congregation by letter of transfer. And on behalf of the session, it is my privilege to present Alicia and Brian Romig and Stephanie Weaver, who have been received into the membership of this congregation by reaffirmation of faith. Thank you, Nancy. My friends, in baptism, you were each claimed by God, marked as Christ's own forever and joined to his body by the Holy Spirit. You come to us then not as strangers, but as friends in Christ and members of the household of God. We rejoice that you now desire to join with us this congregation in worship and mission. So hear these words from Holy Scripture. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your baptism, one Lord, one faith, one calling, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. As members of the body of Christ, we have reaffirmed the faith into which we were baptized through our affirmation of faith. And so I turn to you, Dave and Catherine and Chris, Christy, Jim, Brian, Alicia, and Stephanie, with the question of membership. Will you be a faithful member of this congregation? Share in its worship and mission through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. I will, I will with God's, God's help. help. I hear a child who said, I will, with God's help as well. Thank you. Alex? Friends, as we give thanks for new members among us, please join me in unison in the unison prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Holy God, we praise you for calling us to be a servant people and for gathering us into the body of Christ. We thank you for choosing to add to our number brothers and sisters in faith. Together, may we live in your spirit and so love one another that we may have the mind of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom we give honor and glory. Amen. Dave, Catherine, Christy, Chris, Jim, Brian, Alicia, and Stephanie, remember your baptism and be thankful and know that the Holy Spirit is at work within you. Welcome to this ministry that we share in Jesus Christ. I invite you to join me and please welcome these new members. Thank you. Thank you. We are thrilled you are joining us. Friends, for the next few minutes, please join us in reflecting upon the words of the hymn, A Grateful Heart, as we give thanks to God this day and every day.
Let us pray. Abundant God, how great is your love. Lord God, how wide is your mercy. We praise your name. Thank you for being present with us even when we forget you are there. In grief and in gratitude, we are grateful to witness your faithfulness and love for generation after generation. God of grace and mercy, be present with us as we face each new day and as we walk paths untrodden. In the ever-changing world where we live, help us to know and to be assured that you are sovereign, that you are all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. We know you are a God who holds us in our anxiety and distress, in our grief and in our gratitude, and has a plan for our future. Calm our hearts and minds that we may remember our hope in you, our certain hope. Grant us strength and courage to bear the unknown. Uphold us with your sustaining grace and show us your care through neighbors, strangers, and friends. Faithful healer in your loving mercy, embrace those we name before you now out loud and in silence. Faithful healer, guide the nurses, doctors, and others who attend to them. Journey with us, O God, in the twists and turns of this time of COVID. Comfort those who mourn and are grieving. And continue to carry us, O oh God, when the layers of our lives become a weight we fear we can no longer bear. By your hand, steady and strengthen us. Merciful God, your spirit is ever-present in our troubled world, interceding for us with sighs too deep for words. We pray, O oh God, for the leadership of our country for the leadership of our communities, for those who hold the highest office in the land, and for those with no place to lay their head. For each of them and all the social spheres in between, we lift up to you our world. As we await the coming snow this morning, we find we are familiar with waiting in these days waiting for news of stability or chaos, news of healing, news of heartbreak, news of our number being called for the vaccine, waiting for college acceptances, for the beginnings of family, for the new chapters in our lives, or perhaps only for the current chapter to close. Help us to recognize your love for us in both the grief and the gratitude and the joy each season of waiting inevitably brings. Until you appear among us again, we ask your Holy Spirit's presence and guidance in a world, in a broken world, grasping for wholeness. May the church yearn to proclaim the good news of a world made new and a mercy wider than the imagination can span. 
Teach us to pray continually the prayer our Savior taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My friends, regardless of whether the grief or the gratitude feels more real to you today, may you know that in the midst of chaos, there can be sacred moments of peace. In the midst of grief, you can know sacred hallelujahs of joy. In the midst of uncertainty and fear, there is always a sacred love that embraces you and holds you fast. And that, friends, is always a reason to praise. Lost in wonder, love and praise. As you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen.